Thanks for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech today on the 4th of January 2024 according to the Gregorian calendar. And talking about which, we have a fantastic, not quattro, penta? How, how do I say five people band? But anyway, whatever it's called, it's called Mata Voices. And what you heard there was the track Urban Lead. And before we go any further, um, I would like to give the stage to Mata Voices. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself? We have three members from, <laughs> from the band Mata Voices. Yeah, hi, uh, we are Mata. Uh, my name is Tabea. My name is Ariane. And my name is Marie. And we left uh, two others at home today, um, Lorena and 
Um, the other Marie. Ma yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always complicated to have two Maries <laughs> in a band. Yeah. Yes, and the album is also called Five. Yes, that's true. It yeah. has multiple reasons. Um, maybe we are going to explain them along the road when we listen to this album. But one obvious thing is, of course, that uh, we are five people. And what we can also maybe say about the band is that five years ago we uh, started Mata in Maastricht at the conservatory. All right. So did you all study in Maastricht Conservatorium? Yes, All of us, jazz vocals, <laughs> everybody. Shout out, good to hear, good to hear. Oh, it's, it's, it's always good to have alumni back in town. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you happy to be back? Of course, it always brings uh, up old um, memories. Cool memories. We just, we just uh, came here by car and we were like, oh, it's so long ago that we went this street. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes it's really nice that you're back and you're, you're not just back you're back with a fantastic debut album like we just mentioned called five and we just heard the track Abend lead we are going to be playing the album in album sequence today and we will talk of course to the mata voices and yeah that's the plan what we do on student radio maastricht so yeah do you want to say a little bit more about the album or like why the the sequence or how you sequenced your tracks um, yeah, the tracks are kind of in order of um, getting older in your life. And the first tune we just heard, Abendlied, um, was a lullaby, a German lullaby that you sing to the children. And it, um, it's kind of how, how everything starts. All right. And I'm, I'm personally, I'm just curious because I, I was looking into um, a cappella music. Yeah. <laughs> And this, this, this shit goes really, really far back. I don't know. <laughs> I think that um, it was probably the first music that uh, the human did. And I mean, what I learned in school is that it's w the, the first music that has been written down was choir music, uh, which was used in religious uh, ways, at least in uh, Western European music. Yeah, and I think that... The term a cappella just arrived later because it it uh, yeah it describes that there are no instruments right right, right. <laughs> so um, yeah but I think that this is a super cool um, way of exploring the voice in a different way because we have for once all the frequencies to ourselves. If you sing in a band, you always have to check. Okay, the saxophone is taking that's kind of space and the drums that uh, so I have to find myself among all these sounds and here yeah you are really really free especially um, in this case we are only female voices so we really don't get in the way of each other and I think especially as a singer when you're normally standing in front of a band Of course, you're part of the band, but you're always in front and having most of the time the lead voice. So now we are kind of all equal. Of course, we also have parts where um, one of us has the lead voice, but it's more um, a feeling of being together as one band. Yeah. And at the same time, we can also represent the different instruments. We can have body percussion, um, which would be then uh, part of the drums. That's also in the in the in the five album. There is uh, often a bass line. There is often two or three people responsible for the harmony. So it's not like something that is completely 
alienated, but it's um, it, it it represents a band. But we can also uh, say, okay, no, screw it. We're just all gonna sing the melody. It's also possible. Wow. No, that's absolutely fascinating. And indeed, like you said, you have uh, all the all the tones, notes. I have no background in music. Our audience knows <laughs> this very well by now. <laughs> and we have all the harmony. All the harmonies. <laughs> <Yeah>. There you <we> go. <laughs> so may, may, maybe it turns out I'm also not very very good in math. But in any case, it was no. I, I listened to your album yesterday. Hey, sneak preview. Uh-huh. Some of the perks of uh, doing radio podcasts, and yeah, it was very, very moving, very touching indeed. It was, um, it was quite an experience. I, mm-hmm. I had never listened to to a cappella, and of course, uh, I think everyone has some idea listening to choir music, um, but they also use the organ, the um, in the church, yeah, yeah, But that is that typical with a cappella now. Well. No, a cappella just means that you have only, only voices. voices. Only yeah. voices, yes. No instruments. It is actually uh, a term that says no instruments. Yeah. It's, ah. it's the description of a cappella is no instruments. Right, yeah. right, right. And how do you find the right spaces then? Like um, to, to perform or to, uh, to practice? I mean, practice is pretty easy because when you only use your voice, you're pretty free to practice wherever you want. Like last summer when we prepared for the album, we just practiced in the garden sometimes, and the neighbors would be happy to hear some kind of music. So happy. Or not so happy. Or not happy. In our case, they were happy. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's quite, quite soothing. Yes. And yeah. with the band, you're more restricted to a specific practice room, or even if you have church music and you need an organ, you need a space where there's an organ. So we're actually pretty free to practice wherever we want. When it comes to concerts, well, mm, it depends. If you, if if the audience is small, uh, we can sing unamplified. But I always think, and especially coming from a jazz background, um, it's always nice to sing amplified because so much of your voice, like so, the, the part, uh, the soft part of your voice, is just not audible if you don't use a microphone so the the super super soft things that you can hear um, when somebody is singing them into a microphone that is that can be also very intimate and very touching uh, is not hearable if you are uh, performing without so yeah I would say we can also perform without amplification maybe in a church or in a little chapel but um, yeah I If we were uh, a classical a cappella ensemble, it would be maybe different because the classical train, classically trained singers are used to sing to singing louder because they usually don't use microphones. But with us, it's different. I, I that's my feeling. Yeah, they least. just use different sound colors, different sounds um, to protect the voice without microphones, and we usually don't use that in jazz or pop. I mean, we can use that. Especially when you add a lot of twang for people who know more. This ah sound. <laughs> and this protects better. But we want to use the whole palette in jazz and in pop music. Um, and they're just freer to use also the soft, airy sounds. Um, oh, I'm so glad you're giving this example. It's really good. It's absolutely good. Yes, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And do you want to say... Yeah, well, do you want to introduce the track that's coming up? Uh, this one's called Drip Drop. 
Yeah, that's a song that I wrote a long time ago and actually um, just randomly comes into my head. But I remember that it was uh, my teacher here in Maastricht, Nadine Nix, who told me, Marie, for once, write something simple. And then I sat at home and it was raining outside and I just got, went along with this image of drip drops um, falling from the sky and it, it became or from a cloud, of course, and... It became a little, yeah, a children's song. And maybe, um, yeah, we started with this lullaby, Abendlied, which is a famous song in Germany. And now uh, it, this is my own composition and it's more about childhood and, and growing up, but also about equality for every child in the world. Because, wow. yeah, I think that's good. Good to hear again and again. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So without further ado, this one's called Drip Drop. Drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, drop, and a dripping drop finds her way back down. Drip, drop, drip, and a dripping drop finds her way back down into my bucket full of drip drops. Drip, drop, drop, it all trip down a garden stairs, drops and rain sinking into the ground. Drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, drop, and a dripping drop. Finds a way back down. Drip, drop, drip, and the dripping drop finds a way back down into my bucket full of drip drops. Drip, drop, drop, they all drip down at garden stairs, drops and rain sinking into the ground. Tip, top, tip, raindrops grow into a cloud in a gray cloud. Drops down Raindrops Because the world is round Go running down On the face of every child Drip, drop, drip, drop, drip, drop And the drop is flying her way back home Drip, drop, drip, and the air we breathe drips go up top over the houses roofs. Drip, drop, drip, drop, my bucket is filling up. I won't drop it so it won't fill the ground. Raindrops grow into a cloud in a gray cloud until it drips, drops down. Till it draws down Raindrops Because the world is round Go running down On the face of every child every child Rain that's growing to a cloud In a grey cloud Until it drips, drops Drip, drop, drip, drop Thanks for staying tuned in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech 
And the track you heard there is called Drip Drop from the debut album Five by the band Mata Voices, who, well, three of who are in the studio today out of five. Thank you so much for coming by. Do you want to quickly reintroduce yourself, uh, Tabea? Yeah, I'm, I'm Tabea. <laughs> I'm Ariane. And I am Marie. Yes, and you are the composer of this song. Yes, I am. Wow, what a song. Yeah, I wrote it on the piano, actually. I uh, didn't uh, intend to write it for five voices. And now I'm not sure even what I like <laughs> more, if I like this five voices version better. But um, for me, it was a cool song. But maybe you guys can tell me why you wanted to have it on the EP, because I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but <laughs> you guys probably had a a cooler idea about it no i don't know if my idea is cooler but um <clears throat> i think a lot of songs of us sound also as complicated as they are sometimes to sing so i really wanted to have a easy listening song on the ep which makes the listener just feel good and calm and which you can just listen without having to think or thinking wow this sounds crazy or so but just like something that makes you feel comfortable and i think that's also something special about this tune wow you you do you do make it sound like it is easy but we are we, we, i would like to get a bit more deeper into into your your practice uh, and and your studies because uh, how, how do you train your your voices to 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 do this miracle is it is it i don't know how long it took five years or longer I mean, maybe or uh yeah i mean you can all you you never stop learning right <laughs> it's um especially in the arts people normally even if you've finished your studies you just continue practicing and um, continue learning new stuff new um new music learning about new music i think we all no not all of us so marie and i we studied five years so we did a bachelor and a master six years six oh yeah it's six years four You're years right. bachelor <laughs> four years, years master. oh such a long wow. time yeah <laughs> yeah but after that i mean we are now alumni but i would not say that we are grown up artists <laughs> i think it also really has to do with the fact that as an artist you For me, at least, it is very tied to yourself as a person. And there is never a point in your life when you just finished being you. You always search and search and then you find something new and then you go there and then you find again something new and you go there. And I think to break it down, The Bachelor is a good way to learn how to practice, to learn how to play in a band professionally, how to get your uh, songs and 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 how to set a band together, put a concert uh, on stage. And The Master is about how to pursue what you want to do on your own. So for me, yeah, th for, that was it for me at least. Either it's just doing even more what you did in a ba uh, bachelor, so practicing, uh, really getting to know your instrument better or finding your own way of doing things. And what I also always tell people is that music is like sports. So if you intend to become a, 
I don't know, somebody who can run very fast and you only run once a year, it's not going to happen. If you do it every day or every other day, then your chances, chances are better. If you take time to reflect on how you do it, then your chances are even better. If you just run every day without having a concrete plan, then maybe you're going to get better, but you don't know why. And so you cannot develop well. I think it's a bit like that. And also, I think the more you develop personally, um, it also affects how your music sounds. So um, because I only only studied for four years in Maastricht and now I'm a full time teacher. But still, I think although I don't have so much time for music as I had before, I still developed a lot during the last three or four years. It's now <laughs> since I uh, did my bachelor exam. Yeah. Well, and did you also learn to play instruments? Because you said, uh, Marie, you said you, you, you learned the piano or you composed yeah. it on yeah. the piano? So when you study music, you normally always have to play. Uh, if you study vocals, I mean, you always have to play one instrument. Normally it's piano. I think in, in some schools they make exceptions if you play guitar. I heard it from some schools. But normally you have to learn piano because... Yeah, in jazz it's seen like a, it's it's a practical instrument. You can really see what you're doing, especially when you want to understand um, harmony. It's good to have a way to, or to understand how the piano is working and to see see it in front of you, what you're doing, or when you want to arrange or compose. <laughs> But maybe it's funny to um, say what we all played as children, no? I mean, I played the <laughs> piano, that's clear. Yeah. And I also, what is funny, I started with, like when I was four or five, I started with organ, but I was too small. And then I, and then I learned the piano. <laughs> what did you learn, Ariane? I played the flute and still do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then I learned piano, started learning piano when I was about 14. Oh, yeah. No, my first instrument was saxophone. That was really, and that was also the way into jazz. That was when I was eight, I think. Well, that's quite a start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. And you, you also write the lyrics of, of, your, of your tracks yourself. Yeah. Do, well, do, do they necessarily contain lyrics? Is that a necessary part of no. a cappella? No. We no. will well, come to that. <laughs> kind of <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> All right. It's not a well-known language sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. So if you write, write something out for vocals, you normally have to think about the syllables. That's uh, what you have to do. Yeah, with instruments, you don't have to do that. You don't have to think um, what do the people think, why they play this note. But if you don't have words for vocalists, you need to make sure or I mean... You make, have to make sure that everybody sings the same syllables or you don't care and you want this chaos that everybody's doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to basically choose if you sing la 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 or do 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 or something like uh, something else. Okay, you know, that, like that's, what, dap, that, dap, dap, dap. that's what you mean by syllables. Syllables, yeah. yeah. Right. Is the note short? Is it long? Is it uh, loud? There's an R, for example. You just open your mouth so a lot of sound comes in, uh, comes out. If you make an E or an U, it's much smaller. It's so these are things that you can consider. But yeah, that's far away from actual words and meaning. I mean, no, not from meaning. That's It's not true, but, but yeah, from yeah. words. But it gives it, it's really a, an aspect of a cappella music you have to 
take care of uh, especially for example today we talked about that again during um, a rehearsal we had um, we changed the syllables we sang just from dum to do just because it made it sound more open All right. so you can also try as a group in progress uh, try it and change it if you feel like ah oh, that doesn't work let's do something else <laughs> alright fantastic now this is really really inspiring um, yeah I don't know what to say but I think uh, we can take a short break and maybe listen to one more track before we proceed with our conversation yeah this one's called Rhoda Tulpen also composed by one of you yeah, yeah it's composed yeah. by <laughs> Tobia do you want to quickly introduce it we can talk about it later uh, anyways yeah Rhoda Tulpen uh, that means um, red tulips it's Dutch and it's actually based on the idea of uh, Le Petit Prince with the red um, rose or with the rose that the Petit Prince was um, uh, yeah making his own and that he loved so much <laughs> all right Oh 
Thanks for staying tuned in on Student Radio Maastricht. This is RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. The track we heard there is called Rode Tulpen by the band Mata Voices from your debut album slash EP 5. And this one was written and composed by Tabea, who's in the studio today with us. Thank you so much yes. for coming by. Uh, along with Thanks for the invitation. Yes, Ariana <laughs> and Marie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to say a little bit about this track? Um, you mentioned very briefly before we started the track. Yeah, I, I actually composed it uh, here in Maastricht at the conservatory for yeah for composition class. Uh, and there I had the challenge of composing for three saxophones and no piano, only bass. Yeah, bass, three saxophones and voice. So that was quite of a challenge. I needed kind of interesting <laughs> uh, to make sure that uh, the lines already give the harmony. Um, and that's how I came up with this bass line. Uh, you just heard this. Dum, dum, doo-ha, doo-ha. And then later, I liked this song so much that I thought, why not take it for Mata? And um, yeah. It's uh, actually, yeah, it's kind of a love song, but not a silly love song. It's more, like I said, um, before we play the song, it's um, about the, yeah, how how can it be that there's this one particular person that you fall in love with among many beautiful people? Yeah. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> no, really, really, really interesting interesting music there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I also um, really see the flowers in it. Maybe it's because I'm biased because of the title, but um, I don't know. When Once you know that it's about also about the Petit Prince and the, 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 this, this idea that you have that you are looking for this one flower that you really like, but there are many, right? I mean, th- this is a song in Dutch, and I think immediately Tulpen aus Amsterdam, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so somehow I see the whole field that you sometimes pass when you're on the highway in, in the Netherlands. Yeah. And in the music, especially um, at these times when you just hear one voice, and then all of a sudden, all of us kind of start with our own lines. I, o- I always see a lot of flowers in front of my eyes. Cool. And when you when you started studies, did you know this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, I always knew that I wanted to make music, or not always. But no, no, but I meant like uh, vocals and specifically a cappella. Yeah. So actually, I mean, singing was actually. I my first instrument was saxophone, but I was as a young child already mesmerized by choir music. So this was definitely something I always liked doing. Um, and it was, I think, already in our second, in my and Marie's and my second year in Maastricht that we started Mata. Was I, it my last year? Yeah, it then? was your yeah. last year. So, yeah, that's we just all like this a cappella singing and s- thought we should start our own group. I think it also had a little bit to do with the fact that there was a choir in Maastricht, but it only lasted for one semester or something like that. Yeah. And then it stopped and we were missing it. Yeah. I remember something like that as well. Yeah. Okay. And it was also, this one was in Dutch. And if I'm not mistaken, there are five languages in this yeah. EP. That's true. 
kind yeah. of languages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because as we said before, sometimes we only use syllables, different ones and no words so that the listener can think of the words and the meaning themselves. But we have German, we have Dutch, we have English, we have French. And we have our fantasy languages, so that makes five in total. Oh, for sure, yeah, which yeah, yeah. fits the um, title of the EP. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and also, not to counts. forget, yeah? we have five different accents. Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> On the that's really that was uh, in the studio a big challenge. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> only the word. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. How do you say it, Tabea? And even in the with the German words, um, there's one part in Abendlied, the first tune we heard, where Tabea and me are singing alone, and I'm from southern Germany, and Tabea, I'm from Saxony. Yeah, <laughs> and we pronounce words so differently, and we really were sitting there like, how is it right? How should we talk the? How should we say the ending? Pronounce the ending of the word because it's not by natural or naturally it would sound so different. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Okay, oh, that's that's yeah, fascinating. How did they communicate then? Because you not wait. Are all of you Germans? Are all of you, or do all of you speak German? We are. All we speak German, yeah, we, but Marie's yeah. from Lux Luxembourg and, and Lorena Belgium. from Belgium, but yeah. from the German talking part of Belgium. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We want, I want to talk a little bit about the recording process as well. This was recorded in in Germany and yeah, in Philip Jeschke's. Studio. Shout out. <laughs> mm, yeah, big yeah. shout out. And yeah, ca can you can you guide us through how did that go? Did you did you look for a particular studio? Did you know this person? We knew Philip before, and um, we really wanted to record in his studio. Also because um, first of all, he's a great sound engineer. He really gives you a very comfortable feeling when you're in the studio. He has very good ears, and he's a singer as well which makes it much more easier, I think. And also Aachen was a yeah, practical spot where we could meet because um, we don't see each other that often as we're living in different parts of, um, yeah, in different parts of Germany, but also in different um, countries. Yeah. And then we met in Aachen before and we practiced for three days together. Yeah. I mean, everyone practiced at home before, <laughs> but then three days together. And then we had three days, two days. Two and a half. Two and a half days of recording in the studio. And when you record, you're always recording at the same time. You never do it track by track or person by person. Or is it? Is it? Is it some secret? Actually, <laughs> no. It's. I mean, it's not a secret. <laughs> But uh, we actually record everything um, track on track. So we didn't record anything together. Um, we. So the first person started, and then. This person was on the backing track of the next person. Um, and sometimes, did we overdub stuff after? Yeah, for I think two spots we had to do again because then the first person did something. Then we figured out later, oh, that doesn't work. And this person had to record it again. Um, but yeah, technically, we put everything mm. on top of each other. <laughs> So the way you can imagine it is actually there is one person in the singing booth, so uh, in the in the in the singing room, and two rooms next to it. The other four matas with were sitting, um, listening to what just is being sung and checking if that person got everything right. Like, uh, did you miss a break? 
did you use the right syllable um, or sometimes we gave feedback always through walkie talkies which was very cool to use as well <laughs> um, and then we, we would say can you go more forte so louder there can you um, exaggerate this or sometimes when you're in this singing booth in this um, weird space where you are supposed to make music in a natural way but it doesn't always feel very natural because you're on your own maybe just singing to a backing track and you just need feedback from people who hear it and then we ask like how do you find it how how do you think uh, I should sing it and yeah that was very useful to have another pair of ears on the other side and we were really discussing about it beforehand um, if we should record it all the all at the same time or track by track but in the end we decided to do it that way because it's also easier to change something afterwards or maybe we would want to have some effects on a voice or so so that just gave us more opportunities in the mixing and mastering process yeah because the issue if you all um sing together at the same time your microphone will always take a little bit from your neighbor. So if your neighbor needs to have a little bit more brilliance in your sound, in, in her sound, and you need to have a little bit more uh, low uh, sound uh, in, your, in your sound, then um, you are going to automatically always change what is happening around you as well. And at the end, it's... yeah. We talked about it a lot with Philipp Jeschke and he really advised us to do uh, it this way. I think personally it would be cool also one time to, to record a Mata album yes. the other way around. <laughs> But um, I think for this it was perfect. Like for this first uh, debut album. Yeah. 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 And, and how long did it take to record? Is it um, one, two takes per person? <laughs> no, it's more. Mostly not. <laughs> well, but not way more. I mean, it's it not like we have song. 15 takes yeah. on on no, one song. Not. That's not true. Like in total, I don't know. I think I remember something like every person has like 45 minutes to record one song, mm. and uh, some parts were very easy, and some parts are just annoying <laughs> to sing alo alone, and so they had to be done again, and then. You also always have to check that um, it sounds natural so that the breathing is also audible. I mean, all these things. And also, what you cannot forget is sometimes all this technical stuff just doesn't work. And then it lasts half a long, half an hour um, because we have a technical problem or something like that. So it is not like we had the time the whole time of our life to record it. But <laughs> it did, was also not so stressful. Did, did, yeah. did somebody forgot to press the record button? No, <laughs> not that. But sometimes one of the programs crashed into the other uh, program and then you had a good take and then it crashed. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we managed. In the yeah. end, we managed. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah. that is amazing. And of course, it, it, this involves more people. It was mastered by Roy... Reckless? Yeah. Also yeah. from the studio. He's a friend of Philipp Jeschke. Uh, I think they studied at the same uh, um, institute in, in Düsseldorf. And, uh, well, he works a lot with Philipp and he also mastered my EP, uh, my solo EP, which I recorded two years ago or one and a half. And, 
yeah, just by experience, he's really, really cool to work with. And yeah, that's why we went with him. Cool. And maybe a quick shout out to the to the artist who made the cover art as well, because that is what we are using on our Insta post, as our audience might have seen. Yes, that's Gilles Reinisch, which is <laughs> a friend of mine uh, who I know from the Luxembourgish Girl Scouts. And yeah, she studied um, de design in Hamburg and lives uh, there now and I think I already hired her for <laughs> eight projects or something, but she's very <laughs> versatile. She, when she gets music uh, or when she when she gets a, a job from from me or from another musician whom I recommended her to, then she just listens to the tracks and then she has these nice ideas. And but I think particularly uh, we chose her uh, because I shared her Instagram with you guys. I remember and. The things that she does for fun uh, for her Instagram page uh, really matched our vision somehow. Yeah. This, the light colors and uh, yeah, um, it's not childish, but it's um, playful. But yes, well. playful. Yeah. So. Yeah. And for those who want to buy the CD, the best part about um, the CD, in my eyes, is the booklet. Yeah. Because she yeah. designed this, like, I don't know. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's really, really beautiful. She took our lyrics and even designed the lyrics. So it's not just the, the text that you have there. But she really went with the music. And yeah, that was really really beautiful to see I yeah. love the rode tulpen part page <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah. goes chaotic in the end <laughs> yeah yeah true true yeah wow perfect metaphor for life uh, beautiful do you want to quickly introduce the song the track that's coming up this one's called Fliegen was it composed by yeah that was also a composition of mine <laughs> um, yeah Fliegen um, I don't know what to say about it. I think it can speak for itself. <laughs> Let's hear it.
Wow, thank you so much for staying tuned in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. The track we heard there is called Fliegen from the EP5 by the band Mata Voices. And what a track, what a track indeed. Well, written and composed by Tabea and and the band performed it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, what, 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 what. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. uh, it's actually already one of the older songs, I think. Uh, I don't remember when we started the song, but this was one of the songs I actually really wrote for Marta. I never wrote an instrumental version for it. Um, and it all started. So I sang these voices and uh, the, these melodies and I just had it how we sing it in mind. One special thing about this album is that we always performed it with four voices. And then I thought, well, but now we record our album with five voices because over time we got one more member. So I had to add one more voice, <laughs> which was in the beginning kind of difficult because it felt already kind of complete and beautiful how it was before. But now I actually don't like the version before anymore because it sounds so empty <laughs> um yeah so this is nice for people who knew it already before they get a new version of it now <laughs> wow and what what does what does fliegen mean fliegen means flying to fly okay yeah, to okay, fly, okay, yeah. okay 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 and one of the things i was wondering is uh, how do you like what like with 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 say a musician writing songs for a band like like you said there are like different instruments Yeah. How do you imagine a cappella music, like all these different layers? Did, did one person writes all the different um, voices? Yeah, that's how we work, at least. I mean, I know some groups or some in some compositions, you leave room for improvisation. Uh, we don't have an improvisation part, like a whole improvised part on our EP, but um, in concerts, we have songs where we have a collective improvisation where everybody is doing whatever they feel in the moment and interacting with each other. Uh, but normally it's really through arranged. Um, every voice is written out how exactly it has to be sung and that's done by one person. I think we tried it once to to do it together. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was an unsuccessful <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But maybe if we would try again. Um, I think with these things, it's important. Like, if you are at home and you, you know, I have this uh, idea in my mind and I want to write about this topic, okay? Then you sit down and you kind of have this mood that you want to get out through music and by with the time you learn how to do that and then the other thing is when you're two people i think if we would do it now again we would just need to have a plan maybe right like um we first we both focus 10 minutes on vocal uh, on <laughs> vocals of course <laughs> or on lyrics and then we come together and see uh, i went in this direction you went in that direction okay because we basically just sat next to each other and we're like Okay, what should we do? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've never even finished anything or no, made anything no. out of it. But, But yeah. what is happening still, and <laughs> what we laughed about today in our rehearsal, actually, is that we often bring in songs and then when we sing them together, there are some parts that just don't work or that yeah. 
are singing are being sung differently by mistake and the mistake sounds better so we change that yeah um and i think that's also part of the still part of the composing and that's also we just said earlier that a, a, a musician is never finished or accomplished i think the same the same counts for a tune the tune is is sung the way it is but for me There is always something that you could change if yeah. you feel like it. And um, and even even if it's not notes, even it's just how you sing it, I think it sounds every time a little bit different when we meet each other. Because if there is half a year time in between or so, um, people, for example, learn new techniques or want to try out new techniques or so. So everything changes a little bit, which might not be um, hearable for everyone, but... I think it does. Oh, that's something I never thought about because an instrument indeed doesn't change its sound over time, but humans do. Uh, well, kinda, or well, the instruments, instruments do that too. As yeah, well. but yeah. that right. also because the human changes. The instrument ah. is always played by a human. True, true, and true. And it's very cheesy but uh, to say this, but every day is different from the other. Uh, every hour is different from the hour before. So... If you sing a song twice, it's it's never gonna be the same, never. Like especially if you are five people. Um, I mean it <laughs> in a rela in in a re rehearsal situation. Maybe in the beginning we are all very focused, and then second round we say, okay, now we we focus on this, and then other stuff changes because our focus changes, or somebody gets hungry and they are tired, and then they sing a little bit more lazy, and maybe that sounds good, but it's just not the same as before. Which is probably why then people should see you live. Yes, in absolutely. <laughs> We won't be hungry live. <laughs> good to know. Well, no, that would be very, very unique indeed. And um, yeah, I do have a lot of questions, but we are running out of time on our episode today. Uh, do you want to give a quick shout out about your socials and where can our audience find you? Um, you can find us uh, with Mata Voices on Instagram, on Facebook, and also our homepage. And um, there will be one single released before the whole album will be released. So you just stay tuned and follow us, then you will get the news. Or you can buy already the album this upcoming Friday, January 12th on Bandcamp. So All right. Yeah. Okay, so Bandcamp release is on the 12th of January. January yeah all right and then the release on streaming platforms like Spotify will be on the women world day world women day I don't know how you say it in English Weltfrauentag Weltfrauentag March 8th March 8th all right hey thank yeah. you so much for coming by and the last track we will leave the audience with is called Une autre ligne this was Marie, <laughs> I, I composed yes. it. Um, yeah, in autre ligne is about being in the moment and accepting that things change and not trying to control everything. Um, and in autre ligne, the title came to me when I was in sitting in a train and uh, the train, like it happens a lot in Germany, <laughs> uh, <laughs> went completely nuts and uh, we didn't, yeah. In autre ligne basically means if it's not this way that I'm going, then I'm going that way. But I will 
find my way and I should be confident um, in that. Hey, a train is, is a very inspiring place to write tracks. Yeah, <laughs> and especially most of the time you have a lot of time on the train because... In yeah. Germany, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They delay. <laughs> sure, shout out to German Railways. And uh, yeah, well, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, and also thanks to RTV, uh, RTV Maastricht, for letting us use your studios. And we will be leaving our audience with this fantastic track called You uh, Not Linie by Mata Voices. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Va voir ailleurs Le temps ne passe plus ici Demeure Autre part Va voir ailleurs Ton temps s'est écoulé ici Demeure Autre part Autre part Autre part Ah!
I'm not afraid. 